You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 87. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack-A-Lagging Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 87. Oh, siete. Wow! Took that one out there. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Drug Drug it out, out for you. That was good. Making y'all anticipate. The anticipation was coming. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> what is coming next? Yeah, this week, folks, we're going to be chatting with you about a topic inspired by Johnny Boy himself on anticipation and... I think it's going to be a good topic today. I think John's got some things he's been anticipating in his life. Um, before we did get started, though, I wanted to give a little shout-out to uh, a lady we lost here recently, Mother Hen. I dedicate the episode to her, her family. She was a special person in my life. Uh, we lost her recently to a battle with ALS. Um, so our people out there who enjoy praying, uh, Stacy Cryer is her name. So we'd like to lift her up, keep her in our prayers, um along with her family and i think we're going to talk today about some things in so far as um expectations i think john mentioned with anticipation some things like that what it kind of means to us maybe some examples things like that but before we hop on in here johnny it's got the would you rather inspired by andrew ftb (laughs) That's right. I've been asking him for months. Uh, he was the original Would You Rather guy. He had several books as yeah. when he was younger. Um, always wanted to do Would You Rathers. So this is the first one that he's given me. Um, I will say it's not his best work. He's had some other ones in the past. But this is the first one he's offered. So I, th- I feel like we need to throw it out there. And also it's pretty pertinent what's going on around our world. So he said, Would You Rather a Baby Girl or a Baby Boy? So, for those of you, if this is your first episode you're listening to, <laughs> I am pregnant at the moment, and uh, we got a baby due any moment. Um, so, we're anxiously awaiting that kind of stuff. Hence about, the anticipation topic, man. Hence John the anticipation. Know, boy that's or girl. Right. That's Thought right. he was going to miss the pod recording today, as a matter of that's fact. That's true. I'll get into that a little bit in a, in a bit. Craig and I'll I thought we were going to rock this thing. I know. Yeah, two man. man. Have a mystery subject for today's podcast, a mystery title, and surprise you, but we'll save that for another day. Okay, Cece, would you rather a baby boy or a baby girl? For you or for myself? For yourself. Or myself. All right, for those who don't know, I have... (laughs) Number four. I have... Number four. Three daughters and two female dogs. (laughs) So it's funny, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to try for that boy, try for the boy. And uh, unfortunately, after our third child... April had some complications, and so we can't have any more children. But the good news is I do have three healthy girls. And it's funny because that's kind of all I know, and I'm really good at being a dad to daughters, I think. Heck, and, yeah. You know, I think I've got that down. Like, I under, you know, females all around me. I think I've kind of dialed that in. Um, now, had I had the ability to have more kids, I guess you could say, yeah, I want a son. But 
it's interesting. I feel like I know that the from my in my observation from having a sister and brothers, I think the dynamic is different with each child, especially each sex kind of has their own sort of needs and and wants. So to kind of you know. I find myself pulled in so many different directions. I feel like God kind of gave me these three daughters because so I could only focus on one thing <laughs> um, and not have to kind of juggle a couple different options. But yeah, I guess a son, if I needed, since I don't have one, would have been my next, what I guess I would have pulled for. But on the flip side, I have girls down so much that, hey, give me another one daughter. I'd be totally happy and excited about it. And nail it once again. What a CC answer. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> Great answer, CC. How about you, hot dog? Well, um, I'm hoping to have kids one day, so there's that. And probably like one or two of each. But if I had to just pick in the one direction, it would be a boy. Just because I think I'm the last one to carry on the good old McGlathery name here. So, but Dad used to tell me that all the time growing up. You know, got the pressure on you. So, <laughs> I would take a boy from that standpoint. I do think it would be cool. Um, do a little bit of coaching that's something that i'd like to do however if i had a girl i would if they like sports i'd love to hop in on that but i just like to have a kid someday so i'm kind of fine either way but if i had to lean one way or another it'd be a boy johnny what you think man what well, do you want in the real life what do i want in the real life that's about to happen uh he or she's already there so yeah they're already there they're like trying to get out uh so john's trying to hold them back <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. The due date is actually a couple of weeks, and I'm still whispering in the belly at night, hey, hold on a little longer. Hold out. Um, but I'm like Cece. You know, I've got all boys. I've got three boys, and, uh, you know, that's all I'm used to right now. I'm from a big family, so we've had a bunch of boys, a bunch of girls. So um, you're right. There's a, a different dynamic than that. So we had a sister that's a little bit older than me that was surrounded by a bunch of boys. So we didn't know what to do with her. So we treated her like a boy <laughs> most of her life, poor thing. Um, but the younger girls were a little bit different. Uh, you know, they weren't surrounded by as many dudes making her play football and do all that kind of stuff. So um, I think the easiest thing would be to – do would have another boy but i know my wife would really love to have a we girl for so. wallace's sake girl mm-hmm. so for that uh i would have to go with a girl so um my wife could have a little girl i know my mother-in-law would love to have another little baby girl too so uh, for my wife's um needs and wants and desires i would go for a baby girl awesome hmm. we'll find out any day here craig any day yeah and you know that's how kind of how this topic came up today um you know my wife was at work today and she called me and said you know i'm having a lot of pressure you know i might have some action going on might need to go to the hospital you know the baby just reached out and scratched my knee so i think i might need to go take a look and see is it time to go in so uh she actually went to the doctor's office and got checked to see if we were moving along and needed to go check into the hospital and um so I texted the guys a couple hours before we were supposed to record today and said, hey, guys, y'all might need to do a two-man. Um, we might be having a baby today. So they were like, all right, yep, no problem. So they always give me a hard time for not coming up with topics. So I had two, Never does. two topic suggestions. One of them was anticipation, since I have a lot of anticipation going on about the you know the arrival of my little one so so that was one of them and the other one was the joys of john <laughs> he can't help him. <laughs> he just cannot help himself so i, I guess i really can, wanted that to happen i think they're going to save that one for maybe 
Maybe next week. Oh, maybe maybe yeah. come next week and I'm going to be able to record. And man, I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to hearing about the joys of John. The joys of John. We'll probably sit here in dead silence for 30 minutes, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be a sign of respect, though. I mean, we would be oh, like, so much we could say we just couldn't get it all out at once. We'd just be locked up. It's too yeah. emotional. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I think it's a good topic, man. And, um, was that you or Craig that when, before we were the few minutes before we were talking about the topic came up with the definition? Which one of y'all had that? Uh, we just I just pulled it up so we could all have the the definition on there um, and see what it was. CC, did you write it down? So I've got um, from Steve here uh, anticipation, <laughs> uh, act of anticipating something, yeah. um, expectation, and prediction. Man, I couldn't so, read my own handwriting. Prediction. That's pretty that's cool. Prediction. Man. I, you know, at first mm-hmm. when you said anticipation, I was like, yeah, okay, anticipation. And I was like, wow, I don't know if I could think of anything. And now I'm letting it soak in. It's like, there's a lot of cool stuff we can talk about when it comes to anticipation. Yeah, you know, I think anticipation is a neat thing that allows you to start enjoying something before it's actually there and you actually get to do it or, you know, partake into it. Uh, and then, you know, after it happens then or during it, you know, you get to have the full enjoyment. And then after the fact, you get to reminisce and live on the memories of that excitement. Yeah, I look at anticipation from a positive standpoint, you know, looking forward to something, being excited about something. <coughs> but then I, when you gave the definition, I was like, whew, expectation or prediction. I do like to predict things probably somewhat, like kind of look, see how I think something's going to turn, play out, etc. Not a huge prepper, but might look at it in that. I'm not a huge fan of the good old word expectation, though. I don't like to put expectations on something um, or someone because I think that that can – set yourself up to maybe not meet the expectations and I like to do that for people in general or for myself don't want to get I'm trying not to get too high too low in life so I kind of found it interesting that the good old word expectation was part of it because I do think I like to anticipate and then I kind of broke that down you can anticipate things for the good or be you know something you don't want to do you got that anticipation just anticipating something coming up you're not really looking forward to just want to get it over with kind of thing so I tend to agree, John. I think it's going to be a little bit deeper topic than I thought. What do y'all think in general about um, having expectations in life? Well, um, going back to what you were saying just a while ago about the anticipation and expectations and whether it being a positive or negative thing. So, you know, the examples that we started off with, you know, me having a new baby and all that kind of stuff, that's an excitement. But it also can be a negative thing. So it could be something that... You know, maybe you have to go to a meeting or do a presentation that you're not excited about. Maybe you're having some kind of health problem that it can be something that causes yeah. anxiety and other things. So uh, that was a different point than I was looking at originally. But you talked about talked about it just a second ago, brought to my attention. It may not be uh, an excitement or a great thing that you're anticipating. And I think you guys hit right on the point. I was kind of contemplating the same thing. I think of anticipation. I think of future, like futuristic. And, you know, and like Steve said, um, the emotional response, your body's response to some excitement and your body's response to anxiety can often be the same thing. Increased heart rate, mm-hmm. palpitations, like a nervous energy. And I think a lot of times in life, um, just being aware of that, it's the same physical emotion if a high-level athlete is about to, you know, let's say it's Tiger Woods approaching the green, you know, what is what is his heart doing? Is he have more of an excitement, like I'm about to nail this shot? Or is he nervous because thousands of people that are watching and I think he got to that level because he was able to change that psychology from more of an anxiety to an excitement same thing for public speaking I think you know and I think a lot of times you can turn that around the more comfortable and you take that anxiety 
and you can do things to sort of either if it's a if it's a task you're trying to do like say give a speech you can practice you can prepare you can kind of change it from more of an anxiety to an excitement and um it's really interesting i mean i always think about that in life like things at times when we're nervous about the future and excited about the future and how you can you change your mindset so that you can take something that would be more anxiety provoking and turn it into more of an excitement yeah i think the mental makeup does have a lot to do with stuff here and how you um mentally perceive or go about doing something uh i will say for myself i, I do like if it's something for maybe work mediation or working on settling a case or podcast there's some anticipation of, of excitement and then there's stuff for me like going to the good old dentist um gotta make my first run in for a good old cavity all right uh, never had one uh next week and i'm not really the anticipation for this oh god it's not it's not on the positive front it's not on the positive front this is one of those anticipations i want to go away like <laughs> be gone i'm ready for this to come and be gone you know and in my own head i try my best when i get in situations like this because there is a lot of anticipation I, a, I got a weak stomach don't really love this kind of stuff um B, just not looking forward to, to, to having my mouth, I think, open for like a while, apparently, because I'm getting my teeth cleaned too here. I haven't been to dentist in a while, Craig. Okay, I was like, well, it's Yeah, not I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of this. Um, <laughs> my teeth didn't really even hurt. I just thought to myself, man, probably getting a little up in age, a few miles on the tires, don't want to be like John. I need to go to the dentist. And so. <laughs> don't want to be like John. He's, <laughs> had, he's had a bunch. <laughs> so. So I went, and then I'm hearing all this stuff about stuff I got to do. You know, it's it's been a hot second since I've done this, and uh, the anticipation though for me when I get in something like that, which I'm not uber looking forward to, is trying to not fixate my mind on thinking about that between now and when this is going to occur. Now I was going to actually go today, but then uh, we had the um, funeral for Mother Hen, so I had to move it to next week, so this just got bumped a little longer, but I'm, I try myself in these situations from a mental mindset to say, well, I'm not going to, A, maybe not even be alive by next Thursday. B, I got all these days and things that are going to happen in between, but sometimes the anticipation can cause me to continually think about something, which isn't the, the most healthiest thing to do, so I think the mindset and how I personally look at stuff can make a difference on, in, you know, we'll deal with that when the time gets here kind of thing. Yeah, I've definitely seen that in you where you have something that you need to take care of, something on your mind, and it does weigh on you. It does take its toll, and it, it for you, it is something that you can physically see a change in you whenever you do, uh, you know, get past that threshold, whatever it is that you need to accomplish. So I can definitely see for you it's something that you, you're one of those people who are just like, okay, let's go. Let's get it done. Let's, let's light this candle, baby. Let's light the candle and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Going back to something you said, CC, um, and I don't have any tips off the top of my head, but do you, do you have any tips on uh, how to change that excitement or anxiety from a negative to a positive way? Are there any techniques that you've used personally? Yeah, I guess. Um, I knew it. I knew he was going to have it. You know, um, <laughs> this is a good one, Steve. Fish for CC. I know you got it, buddy. Oh, he's got me. It. He's got me. He called me out on this. All right, let me think about this. Yeah, I mean, so I think a lot of it is, you know, talk about changing your mindset. You know, one thing about the anxiety of the future, or let's say you have like a hopelessness about the situation, like Matt's thinking, man, I'm going to like start spewing blood and my jaw's going to fall off and like all this stuff. And that's not the reality. Wow, I was just thinking <laughs> I might pass out a little bit. No, you know. <laughs> but, uh, Craig. But now like, he's really nervous. <laughs> but let's think about like, all right, some goal you want. I think if you picture yourself as already there, like already having overcome it, like you see yourself on the other side. And visualize. You, you visualize that. You'll be like, you know, I can assure you, Matt, today's modern dentistry is like, you won't even know what's going on. You're going to be sitting there, they're going to numb it up, and you're just going to hear some noises, but you're going to be like looking at the roof. No big deal. 
Look at Sweet CC. Just gonna always have my back, man. It's gonna I'm be glad your jaw's still on. <laughs> but it's like, let's say you want to achieve a goal and you, you look at that goal from an anxiety position as opposed to an excitement position. Try to change your mindset to see yourself already reaching that goal and, it, and having the best outcome you can have. And almost like you're playing it in your head. And that's all you're going to tell yourself that you're going to believe and that's what you're going to see. And when you see yourself as already there, you know, I think that it goes a long way towards um, helping you approach it from a different mindset. Um, that's just, you know, one thought that I've kind of had. No, I agree. And, and I haven't used any of those specific techniques, but I've certainly read about it before, how not only do people visualize themselves in whatever goal that they want to do, but they visualize the process of the things that they need to accomplish in order to get in there. So I think that's a great tip, CC. How about you, Hot Dog? Uh, I really think that my tips are, are what I just kind of shared previously is, is how I mentally look at something. And honestly, this could be on the flip side. Get it of done. Yeah, get it done. I do want to rip the Band-Aid off on that kind of guy or let me know at the last minute whatever's <laughs> going to happen. Uh, I did. I did speak at, at another example here at Mother Hen Service this morning, which was quite an honor for me. And they let me know in about two days in advance. And it was great in a sense, but I would have rather just been told it about 20 minutes before it started. Um, so I didn't really have to think about it. I'm more like, a, I like things coming from the heart in a sense. Um, and not that it wasn't, but I don't want to overthink what I'm trying to say. And so in that particular situation, just wrote some bullet points, but there's also on the flip side of this, that could be like anticipating going on a trip, something really exciting. I think, I think we all probably sitting here, we enjoy traveling and having a trip coming up. And I really use the same tools or techniques, John, for something I'm looking forward to. I try not to let myself get too far ahead. I'll think about it, maybe get a little excited, but I'm not going to spend the week leading up to the trip thinking about all the things I'm doing on the trip. I don't really prepare a ton with the packing list idea because I don't want to miss the stuff's going on right in front of me. So I tend to mm. tend to try to quell my anticipation for something I'm really excited about or something I'm not really dying to do necessarily by really focusing and living in the actual present moment. That's actually a good point. You know, I think, too much anticipation, be it good or bad anticipation of the future, can kind of blind you to what's going on. I know I've been stuck in that rut before where you're just so focused on the future, you're just mm -hmm. missing what's happening now. You're letting that, that future activity eat you up. If I do it right, that I plan this right, and it's going to be fun, or, you know, just live in the moment. And when it happens, usually it's, um, uh, it's just so much more peaceful not to have that on your shoulders. You know, what you were saying earlier about uh, not getting too excited about it uh, reminds me of whenever I was younger, did a lot of duck hunting, and I can remember every, you know, opening season as a kid, whenever we'd get ready, I'd be so excited. I mean, I wouldn't sleep the entire night yeah. and just be, couldn't wait to get out there and go, uh, which, you know, made for a long rest of the day <laughs> because you didn't sleep at all that night. So sometimes that overexcitement, anticipation can be a negative thing. No, that's exactly how I feel before yeah. traveling a lot of times. You get an early flight or something in the morning, like, man, I won't want to go to sleep before, or it's hard to, I'll try to, to go to sleep before taking off the next morning. And I, I do think that um, it is also good to have a form of anticipation too, the excitement, looking forward to something. So I'm not saying, hey, let's, let's not, not anticipate. But also you don't want to get yourself maybe too high or too excited about something and then the experience or what you're predicting to happen may not meet those expectations. That's true, Matt. You know, and I think another couple of words that came to mind when you said, when we were talking about anticipation was uh, the word hope, future. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you, you, we talked about this earlier. We, you know, you spoke at the funeral and um, God, you said something that, were, that triggered a thought. Um, I think there was, what was that uh, Bible verse or that, that thought you gave at the funeral? Uh, about... Um, 
the, the highs and lows of life and then having eternal happiness. Right. So the, mm-hmm. the, the eternal, the, the anticipation of heaven, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. no matter what this whole life dishes out, the ultimate show ends when we go to heaven. So the ultimate anticipation is, is, is God. So if, if that's where we're headed, then everything in between, Hey, let's make it fun. Why even stress about anything on earth, mm-hmm. whether it be something small, like, you know, uh, you know, a job interview or, you know, having to do some public speaking or a dental visit for my cavities. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all that stuff seems scary at the moment, but in the grand scheme of things, it, hey, it's, you know, we're just blessed to have, you know, those opportunities to have that kind of health care. And, you know, think of the, try to focus on energy on the positive things, the gratitude, and, you know, maybe that will help us in those kind of tough times. Yeah, no, no doubt. I do have a way of looking at things. You know, I, I do believe that in life you, you go through a lot of ups and downs, things you, we experience the human emotion because if we didn't, There'd be no point in eternal happiness uh, where we're, you know, happy for eternity. Be hard to appreciate that if we didn't get it down here. Uh, If we got that here on earth every day. And I do think there's something I'd written that down, the anticipation of seeing the Lord and what that might be like. That's a whole nother box of chocolates right there to open up. Um, But I think that's something that we all anticipate or think about to some degree. What do y'all think about the anticipation of eternity? Well, that was one of the things that I'd written down, uh, you know, eternal life, you know, just like both of you kind of alluded to, you know, we're here for a set period of time. Nobody's going to be here forever. So um, we should be putting on an audition of, uh, you know, what we're here for, what we're shooting for in the future and what our goal is. And that should be, um, you know, for the glory of God, for the glory of his eternal kingdom. So um, I agree. I mean, I think it's something that we all should be focused on, um, you know, on a daily basis with all of our tasks. So I think it's true. I think if you temper kind of how you feel about the end of the world in heaven and if you're if your scale tilts towards the excitement, you're probably doing some things right. But if you tilt towards the end of the world and you feel anxiety, maybe that's your, you know, your body saying, hey, your conscious and your soul saying, let's go and clean that up a little bit. We need to move it towards the excitement. Right. Maybe whether your relationship with God is, is strong or not, you know, I know my, my needle goes both ways depending mm-hmm. on, you know, where I'm at in life. And I, you know, I have prayer and reconciliation to kind of move me more towards excitement. Not that I'm always excited, but you know, at the end mm-hmm. there's this judgment and you want to make sure, like Steve said, you've auditioned, right. And, um, take me to glory. Take it. And you do know, something else that Steve says often. So John line, <laughs> um, something that John t- says a lot, that little gift, Uh huh. you know, and I think about that sometimes. And I always think about little gift, you know, and, there's times in life like when can you have, give yourself a little gift uh, to have an excited um, anticipation? Now, and I think of like our date night we go on sometimes, you know, the whole day could be crazy. But if I have a date night or a friend coming over that evening or a little a little thing, that's a little anticipation. It's just a little gift. You know, it's something that guys going to be fun tonight when, you know, we make those margaritas and I get to have a sip with my buddies. Or, I, you know, I get to go to date night or I get to go and you know, have this play tennis with my daughter. It's like, that's going to be a special thing. And so maybe try to give yourself little gifts of anticipation throughout the day, throughout the week. Um, you know, I don't always do that, but I think it's important. It kind of just, it makes, makes you feel alive and it gives you that gratitude. And so that's what about little gifts? I no doubt when, what came to my mind when I hear the, the little gifts to anticipate is anticipating a new day. A lot, not every single time, but a lot of times when I go to sleep, I'm pretty excited. Sometimes I don't even want to go to sleep. I'm just like ready for the new day to go. I wish we didn't have to sleep a lot of times. And that can work twofold. A, you can just be high on life, you know, loving some life like I tend to do a lot of times. 
and you're just excited to keep it going. You got a whole new day, whole blank slate ahead of you, and then you can be struggling in life, kind of, kind of having a rough go of it, maybe. And it's pretty cool. You get to turn the page to a new day. So I think myself personally, a little gift that we get every day is the ability, and if God allows us to wake up each day, mm-hmm. to um, to anticipate a new day coming forth and what the whole day may bring. Awesome. Man, you know, I would agree. And it, that was one of the things I'd written down. All three of it, you, you two just talked about it, and I'd already had it written down, anticipate the day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all, we're, we're, we're all on the same page that's with this awesome. aspect. But, you know, that's a great point. Uh, you know, I always look forward to getting up and going to work. It's something that I really enjoy doing. That's uh, something that's very fulfilling for me. But, um, you know, that's a great idea, a great concept about looking forward to little gifts, little treats throughout the day also. Um, you know, whether it's meeting with a friend or writing somebody a note or something else like that. I think there's plenty of opportunity for you to um, look for things to lift you up day to day. Yeah, I think one of the things I I anticipate, look forward, uh, some form of expectation on, we just don't know how good it'll be, is getting together for the podcast. (laughs) Yes, yes, podcast comes with anticipation. Yeah, there's some anticipation of what's going to happen, what we're going to say, what we're going to do. Um, I, I, to myself too, throughout the day, I think that's true, Greg, looking at the different things that can happen because too, if you dumb down a day and you break it out to the number of hours and the number of experiences you get to have in a day, the number of decisions you get to make, there's a lot of different, um, abilities for you to, to be able to anticipate stuff just in a one single day, which I think is pretty cool. Cause a lot of times I think we get caught up in the real big things in life, the little thing, the low things in life. And you forget about all the as John would say, the little gifts you get to experience every day. Yeah, and you know, like you alluded to earlier too, you know, getting too excited and looking too too forward or being regret, you know, having regret and looking at things in the past uh, can take away from some of that excitement, some of that anticipation, um, and then the enjoyment of the activity that you're, mm-hmm. you want to have. What about anticipating, um, you know, people that we know really well or people that we don't? You could be watching a sporting event and anticipate what's going to happen on the, on the event. I'm looking at this prediction thing, you know, make a bet or something like that. But then there's um, anticipating how someone we might know really well, your spouse, you know, a good friend, coworker, somebody you're around might act or in a certain situation when they might be going through something in life, a t- a t- you know, a tough time, what they may need. Cause we all have different needs in life and different ways that we're pulled up. So what about the value in knowing, you know, people close to us and being able to anticipate what he or she, she may need in a certain instance in their life. It even could be like celebrating something with them. You know, we all have something that makes us tick. And I think it's pretty neat. You know, when I call John, 99 out of hundred times I call hot dog on the phone. Like I anticipate that. Hot dog. Yeah. That's better. Just like that. Just about every single time I anticipate. And I, so I think it's cool that we get to anticipate the different human, um, innate things that we're, we're given by God, by people we get to know really well. That's pretty awesome, Matt. That's deep. I think it's true. I think the more you, deeper, you know, someone, you know, their love language, you know, what makes them tick you know what you know what their pain points are and if you see that they're in a situation um whether that be good or bad you might anticipate how they're going to handle it i know at least in a marriage you know i know my what mm-hmm. makes my wife tick and not tick and <laughs> you know there could be a scenario in our life you know whether it's a daughter going back to college or one graduating or some some sentinel event that's stressful and i know how she is going to approach that and i can anticipate either how she'll handle it or how I can be there for her. And just like I think she can for me as well, hopefully, and she does. And so same for friends, you know, 
hey, you know, I have a friend whose parents are, you know, their health's not good, and you know that maybe they don't have much time left on this earth, or you have a friend who's about to have a child, if you can anticipate, you know, what they may or may not need or how you can be there for them, I think that's a blessing. It's a huge gift to even be close enough to someone mm-hmm. to be able to be that person for them and to have that reciprocated. No, I think that's a good point, particularly talking about, uh, you know, being in a relationship or being married. Um, you know, once you've been around someone for a long period of time like that, you know how they're going to react in most uh, instances. And, you know, you know, you can um, nudge them one direction, you can nudge them in the opposite direction. And it's it's something that you can predict how that's going to happen, depending on how you present yourself or how you present um, the situation to people. So it's something that I think we have um, a lot of influence on, particularly our spouses or people who are close to us, that we can either help them get through uh, difficult situations by handling it a different way or um, maybe help them celebrate even more, enjoy something even better by handling a certain way. So I think that's a, that's a neat concept, CC. Man, thanks, guys. Those are such awesome, insightful, anticipatory uh, comments. Good topic. Um, Good topic. You know what I've been anticipating? Hmm. The what made you hit the gas pump your brakes? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, true. I don't know. I've been anticipating too, that today. I've been anticipating who I can ask today to talk about it, and I think I'm going to throw it to Hot Dog. Talk, tell me you got something, brother. Yeah, I do, CC. Um, and I, I, I'm going to go with – I'm really, really sure. I think it's a combination of – hitting the gas, pumping the brake. And that is really, I want to just speak a few words about Mother Hen, who I mentioned in the beginning of this. And first, I think we can all say for this, she was a supporter of the podcast from day one. Yes, she was. Mm -hmm. Um, Wrote us a review from the early on. She always supported all my little endeavors in life. She really was like a second mom to me. I'm real close to my parents. And Stacy was right in there in the mix. Uh, Probably, I was ahead of John and Craig at one point and so far as knowing what was going on in my life. And she did. You know, I, I always do say, uh, you know, snap of the finger. It's one second gone, one second closer to eternity. And I still remember when she got diagnosed. That was one of the first things she told me was, oh, man, the seconds changed real quick in my life. And it's an impactful thing and, and something that, that hit me pretty hard. And I just wanted to say I thought she handled her, her fight with ALS really well, a two-year battle of, uh, of, of the disease. And she stayed very positive throughout. And, and I learned a lot, you know, about the human spirit from Stacy because the last year I, you know, she was with us, I would go visit her quite often. And she could, she could only talk to me by, it's pretty amazing technology too. Like looking at a screen and her eyes would look at, you know, the letters and type out the words. And actually that's how she could still, she would message me and with an app on the screen. And so it dawned on me yesterday when I was thinking about things, I have not heard Stacy say like a human word to me in like the last year she was with us. And, but we still communicated like through that screen. And I didn't really, other than the first time I was there trying to understand where do I look, what do I do uh, with the screen? It was still like the same thing, which I think is really cool about the human spirit. Sometimes you don't have to have the actual voice. And she was someone who put stuff first, anybody first in her life before herself, which I think anytime, Every, everybody around us, John and Craig here, they, I can emulate things from both of them. I try to all the time. And I think when we lose somebody in our life uh, that's close to us, they have an impact on us and, and can leave us stuff. And selflessness was some, a big, big part of Stacy. And the last thing I wanted to say about her, I was also thinking about this. When, when you lose somebody in life, you have a void in life. You, you don't have something that, that's not there. They're not replicable. They're not uh, replaceable. But we get the free will to be able to figure out how we want to fill that void, so to speak. And their presence, their spirit, their being 
uh, like I, I would say about Stacy from day one till the last day I was with her today, she passed a few hours before she passed. And then to sitting here today, there's still that presence, that presence, that spirit that the void can be filled with, you know, and we get to choose how to, what to do with that void. And I think that's a, a pretty special thing. So just wanted to pass a few words. I would say hitting the gas because it makes me want to do better in life and, and make her proud pump the brakes. Cause you know, when you lose somebody like that, it's going to make you stop pause a little bit. And this is something that was anticipated to be quite honest. I mean, she had the disease. It was, it was really probably not a thing of if it was when, um, and, but you didn't know. So there was a, a feeling of anticipation, honestly, several times I would go out there. I wouldn't know. Is this the last time I'm going to see her? Is this not? And so I think that there was a big broad of anticipation just as much for her to be united with our Lord, uh, and eternal happiness. So, little shout out much love to uh to our mother hand here amen brother amen brother mm-hmm. anyways guys uh we appreciate everybody tuning in john best of luck here uh if between now and the next episode the baby comes i feel like there's a good chance that could happen it's like you hear a thunder and the it thunderstorm could. in the distance just a little uh-huh. i hear it i feel it baby's still kicking around i mean dr Dorbone said baby's ready to go so y'all start getting some contractions run get over there it's gonna happen fast so wow. it should be happening pretty soon um you know if i'm not available y'all think about doing the uh joys of john joys of john will definitely joys be of done john. <laughs> can't wait to see what cc brings to the table <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's buddy. That's gonna be funny Oh, man. Well, listen, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, if you got some things that you're anticipating in your life and you want to share with us, we'd be happy to hear from you. And if you get a chance, we'd appreciate you rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. And until next time, we'll catch you all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with